Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, you and I need to be talking about the Holy Spirit, learning about the Holy Spirit, and praying to the Holy Spirit all the time, not just on Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Spirit is way too big for just one Sunday. Next Sunday is Holy Trinity Sunday. And if the Trinity means one thing to me, it means that your God is too small, Steve. So I apologize to you, sisters and brothers, and to the Holy Spirit, because this sermon is way too small. The thing that I am going to talk with you about today, language, is too small. Language is too big of a topic for me to take on in a short sermon, and yet it is way too small for the Holy Spirit. So we are speaking a bunch of different languages in church today. Why? Is it to be cute? Is it to show off? Is it some kind of political correctness? For me, primarily, the goal is to put ourselves into the experience of the Pentecost story. And there was fire, and there was wind. You guys have been complaining about how loud that air conditioner is when it blows, and that's because we're simulating Pentecost here at Dove of Peace all the time. <laughs> there was fire, there was wind, and there were foreign languages. And how does that feel? How do you feel when you are surrounded by people who speak a foreign language? I can tell you how my paternal grandmother felt in Texas. She felt paranoid when people around her were speaking Spanish. There's a little bit of racism in this. But she felt that perhaps they were scheming to cheat her or to rob her. Today's equivalent is the nail salon, the manicurist. Many of the manicurists are Vietnamese. And ladies tell me that they are sure that those Vietnamese manicurists are joking about them and insulting them in Vietnamese when they're getting their nails done. And I'm bringing this up because foreign language is scary. People are communicating with each other and you and I are shut out. Did you feel any of that when the lessons were being read? Fear or perhaps just resentment or irritation? Think of the attempts to eliminate Spanish from our public schools. Or think of the communities in California which tried to outlaw store signs in Korean. Have you been to Canada? I love Canada. But every government sign or document is meticulously conveyed in both English and French. The use of French or the failure to use French has actually caused violence in Canada, which is not known for being a violent country. 
Virtually everything you can buy these days is labeled in French, English, and Spanish because of NAFTA. Those are the languages of the North American free trade zone. Are you like me? Do you ever just get mad when you're trying to read the ingredients on a package or the instructions and you can't find the English words? My language is as personal to me as my underwear. And when you don't speak my language, not only do I feel isolated, but I feel personally insulted. Like I'm not good enough for you. One of the happiest weeks of my entire life was the week I spent in Paris, France. Before I went, a friend gave me this advice. Three words, Steve. See, vous, play. Please. Supposedly, Parisians are the rudest people in the world. But in a whole week, I never met one rude Parisian, even though many of them didn't speak a word of English and I don't speak a word of French, except si vous play. To say please in their language, in their country, in their capital city, is a sign of respect. And there is too little respect in the world right now. Half the wars going on in the world right now would not be taking place if a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago somebody had shown a little respect, a little honor, a little understanding. My language is as personal to me as my underwear. If you pay a little respect to my language, it goes a long way. If you disrespect my language, that goes a long way too. But language is so much more than identity, which is what I've been talking about. Language also controls the way we think. My first foreign language was Spanish. I started in ninth grade. And I remember when my 10th grade Spanish teacher, Ms. Betsy Bass from Norman, Oklahoma, with red hair, taught us the difference in Spanish between saying, I'm hot and I'm hot. There are two ways in Spanish to say I'm hot. Only one of them has something to do with the weather. I had to learn there is not a one-to-one -one correspondence between my language and my concepts and somebody else's. You and I have learned in our lifetimes, haven't we, that there is not just one kind of pepper. Mainly we've learned this from our Hispanic brothers and sisters. Remember when pepper was that black powder that sat on your table? We had one concept of pepper because our language has one word. I didn't grow up with poblanos, guajillos, habaneros, serranos, and chile de arbol. That was so much fun. I want to say that again. Chile de arbol. And that's not entirely silly. 
You look at the psalm that we sang just moments ago. The word Lord is in all capital letters. Sometimes Lord is in all capital letters and sometimes it isn't in our Old Testaments. That's because the Hebrew language has multiple words for Lord and for God. And they mean significantly different things. The Lord in all capital letters is different than the Lord that's not in all capital letters. We have one word for Lord, but Hebrew has many. We have one word for pepper, but Spanish has many. Your mind is limited by your language. I said that a key lesson of the Holy Trinity is that your God is too small. My God is too small. Well, one human language, any language, is also too small for God. So here comes the Holy Spirit. And among other things, all these languages are unleashed. Jesus had said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. If the spirit is going to lead me and you into greater truth, the first lesson is going to have to be that our minds are too small. That we live in a world of human understanding, reinforced by human language, but God has to break us out of the prison of our limited understanding. Jesus had also said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. If we are going to be messengers to the whole world, we are going to have to speak some of, it, some of its languages. And that doesn't just mean French or Mandarin or Russian. It means speaking the language of the young, speaking the language of those who are in crisis, speaking the language of those who fear organized religion, speaking the language of those who have a different kind of family, speaking the language of those who have a different way of dressing. If we speak their language, we show respect and we show welcome. If we fail to speak their language, we risk creating fear and resentment. Some of you speak a language I don't speak. It's called social networking. You know, I hate Facebook. Facebook is of the devil. I've been preaching this. Facebook is of the devil. But a lot of you use Facebook. So we send out this email. Uh, I send out this email on about Friday before the weekend. And uh, it goes out to 120 email addresses. And 15 of them are dead email addresses. And of, a of the 105 people that got this weekend's email, I got a report that said so far 49 of you have read it. Six of you have social networked it, which means you Facebooked it or you Twittered it. 
I don't Facebook and I don't Twitter. Twitter sounds like something you'd need a diaper for. (laughs) But on behalf of this congregation, I'm trying to speak your language or the language of the young or the language of you six people who social networked what I had to say. And as silly as that is, there's some Holy Spirit in that, speaking a new language, communicating with people you haven't been able to communicate with, getting the message out. Six Facebook, what do you call it? A like or a friend or a something? I don't know. If six people Facebook liked it, then a hundred more people probably saw the message that I sent out, which was just you know basically to wear red to church on Sunday. We need help to do the work of communication. We need help to be guided into deeper truth, to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. We need help, and that's why today is a happy day. Because Jesus, as he promised, has not left us orphaned. He didn't create this church and say, cope with it, dove of peace. He sends his spirit to strengthen us, to open our minds, and to give us the language, the tools we need to speak some hope, to speak some purpose in this changing and hurting and confused world. Dove of Peace says in our mission statement, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gathers us into a community that enthusiastically claims and shares our experience of God's grace. The Holy Spirit gathers us. You are here for a reason. I am here for a reason. To claim God's grace and to share that grace. And the Holy Spirit, who brought us here, gives us everything we need to face the complicated challenges of our personal lives and our life together as the body of Christ. Amen.